Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. 874-9390, toll-free number 800-529-5572. Is Vladimir Putin dead? I don't know if you saw this, Brian, but Radar Online is saying that Putin is dead. Uh, not believing that. But no, not, no? Not buying that, huh? No, uh-uh. They said that, uh, you'll pardon the expression, he's a <laughs> dead ringer. <laughs> he's got a, a guy that uh, looks like him standing in for him. A Kremlin source alleged that Putin died over the weekend and a body double has officially been recognized as the president of Russia. The report follows rumors that he suffered a heart attack in recent weeks and was living out his final days in solitude. You know, you might be able to... <laughs> All right, go ahead. Well, I'm thinking you might be able to fool the mass public, but you're not going to fool anybody that uh, that knows you. I mean, if he goes to China and talks with Chairman uh, Xi, he's going to know that this is not right. Putin. Um, that might not be the case with Biden. <laughs> but... Um, but they're swearing and be damned that he's dead and that he's got a body double that they're treating as though he is, in fact, uh, running the country. I, I don't know how you could not believe that, Brian. Uh, yeah, just, I know. I'm always skeptical on everything that I read. <laughs> Can't help it. Hey, what happens if Putin dies? Who's next in line? Do you know? You know, I don't know for sure. The last time I read anything about it, it was uh, whoever was in line was worse than Putin. Oh, boy. Like, like it's not... It, so it's not like if, if this is true, the uh, incursion into Ukraine is over. <laughs> it's not, uh, no. it's not like that. Okay. Yeah, no, it, it's not like that. Um, I, I, I seriously do think if he does... Um, if he does pursue going after uh, going after Ukraine with nuclear weapons, that he will he will die mysteriously. He will die in office. Um, they'll just uh, take him out because I don't think they uh, they're willing to go to world war for this for that uh, chunk of land, but. I don't think he's dead yet. I, I think they've perhaps uh, bitten off a little more than they could chew with that one. But that's what the rumor is. I thought I would share that just in case. 874-9390-800-529-5572. Ranked choice voting. There is a, uh, an article on ranked choice voting at um, the Citizen Free Press. And they're alleging that it is a, a benefit to Democrats. And they point to Alaska as, as proof of this. But they're wrong. Um, it, is, it, it does not benefit Democrats. It doesn't accrue to Republicans either. What happens is you see this list of candidates and you say, I would like that guy or gal I mean, if it were possible, that would be the one I would really want. And here's my vote. That's number one. Failing that person, my vote should go to number two, the person that I would next most like to see. And it goes up the hill, right, you know, right up the list. 
at the end, you know, if your favorite person didn't make it, then your second choice gets counted. If your second choice didn't make it, your third choice gets counted. Until somebody gets over 50%. Now, I don't see how they can argue that de- that benefits uh, any one particular party. But the Republicans are suggesting it does. They're suggesting it helps the Democrats. While both major political parties have a history of promoting ranked choice voting, it's primarily Democrats, they write, who are pushing states and localities to adopt the practice for future elections. And uh, they say both uh, the number of bills supportive and opposed to ranked choice voting show a large uptick in 2023. Proponents of the system say that it guarantees the elected official receives a majority of support from the electorate. Election outcomes in Alaska and Maine, they write, both of which have adopted uh, ranked choice voting, show the exact opposite is true. Here's their story. In Alaska, uh, Mary Patola won the state's uh, congressional seat, even though nearly 60% of voters cast their ballots for a Republican. The race also saw uh, nearly 15,000 votes discarded due to so-called ballot exhaustion. The term ballot exhaustion is used to describe when voters select only one candidate on their ballot and those ballots are tossed because their first choice didn't win. In other words, there's nothing wrong with the system. The voter just said, this is all I want. Well, that's what happens, right? If you vote libertarian right now, that's what you get. You vote libertarian if the libertarian candidate doesn't win. That's the end. You've you've made your ca- you've cast your 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 ballot. If you got ranked choice voting, you can say yes, I want the Libertarian first, but I want the Republican second, or I want the Democrat second. You can go right up the list. They're blaming the system. It's not the system. It's the voter. And I I stand behind ranked choice voting. I think it's great. I think it gives you the opportunity. To vote for whomever you want without fear that, um, you know, the the wasted vote uh, issue will come up. Because we keep hearing about the wasted vote. Oh, you you voted voted for uh, a libertarian. You should have voted for a Republican. Well, this eliminates that problem. Who knows? Maybe a third party does win. Because I know a lot of people, Democrats and Republicans both, who would prefer the Libertarian, but they're always afraid the other guy is going to win. And ranked choice voting fixes that problem. It, it does not benefit or accrue Democrats. The, the best candidate, generally speaking, uh, you know, if you follow the rules, if you do what you're supposed to, the best candidate will win. <clears throat> All right. We've got a uh, case in, head in front of the Supreme Court. And this is uh, Trump too small. You may not be familiar with this, but uh, let me remind you that during a debate, during the first uh, uh, Republican uh, primary with Donald Trump, he and Marco Rubio went back and forth about the size of, of the, the hand of uh, Donald Trump. There is a correlation, allegedly, 
about the size of a man's manhood in relation to the size of his hand. Well, a guy wanted to make a T-shirt, and he wanted it to say, Trump, too small. Well, patent and trademark didn't like that. Supreme Court's here in the case. I'll give you the details next on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 19 minutes after 11 o'clock, and it is the uh, Trump T-shirt problem. Apparently, uh, this guy wanted to uh, make a T-shirt to make fun of Donald Trump. And the courts got, uh, or not the courts, but uh, 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 patent and trademark. He wanted to patent this for a T-shirt, and they wouldn't let him. They said that uh, this would this would violate the uh, uh, the rules because it's somebody's name. They denied the application, explaining that a federal trademark law, Section Two C of the uh, Lanham Act, bars the reg- uh, registration of a trademark that uses the name of another living person unless that person is given permission. But what about freedom of speech? This guy wanted to make Trump too small. Didn't say President Trump. It didn't say President-elect Trump. Didn't say Donald Trump. It didn't say Republican Trump. It just said Trump too small. They they said you can't do that because that's, you know, Donald Trump's name. But what about freedom of speech? Wouldn't he be able to do this? And I think that's what he is arguing. That he's got a First Amendment right to do that. Could be Frank Trump uh, that lives down the street. Who knows? I mean, we assume and we find amusing and we might buy or Democrats might purchase and he might make a ton of money. But I think he should have freedom of speech. He should have had the right to, to trademark Trump too small. What do you think, Brian? Should they have given him the trademark? I'm not sure. I'm sitting here wondering if it was used in another context as a noun or a verb, uh, if it would have been approved. Give me an example. Oh, uh, what was the exact uh, shirt saying again? Trump too small. Trump too small. Um trying to think of another way to say it, but if you were, like, if you trumped this person's hand and it used in that context, I don't know, in a creative yeah. way, would that have been approved if they would have uh, seen it as a verb or a noun, depending on how they used it? Yeah, I think it's freedom of speech. Just because uh, it's this, you know, Trump was, uh, and he's a public figure on top of that. I think they should have given it to him, and I think that uh, this guy should prevail. But the Supreme Court's going to hear this. It's Vidal, uh, what, what is the uh, name of the case? Uh, da, 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 da. Um, the guy's name is Elster. And he said the, the, the phrase was intended to convey that some features of President Trump and his policies are diminutive. So... In the case is Vidal v. Elster. Trump's not even in the case. He's not even he's not even a participant in this. It's just patent and trademark office. 
He patented, if he trademarks that phrase, I think I, I think he should be given his trademark. It's it's kind of a shame now because it's um, not going to make him any money. I don't think it would have made him a lot of money to begin with, but I think they they were out of line uh, and they should let him trademark it. Mike, what do you think? Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Well, I think they didn't tell him he couldn't sell his T-shirts. They just told him he couldn't trademark the the phrase. Yeah, but if you trademark the phrase, nobody else can sell that exact T-shirt. Well, it wasn't his phrase to start with. Well, you actually, know, he's, it, he's not. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, so, so I don't, I don't see why he has any right to be exclusively the guy who makes money off the phrase. So. But, but, you know, they weren't telling him he couldn't make money off of it. They just told him he couldn't trademark it. And, yeah, and he's clearly trying to make money off the, the name of a, li a living person. Yeah, there might be a Frank Trump somewhere, but you don't make any, any money off T-shirts uh, poking fun at Frank Trump. You know, you make money off of T-shirts poking fun at President Trump or former President Trump. So I don't, I don't think there's... The fact that there are other people out there named Trump is a could be a legitimate. Well, how, how about how about this? Uh, the the phrase "Trump too small" didn't appear in any of the debates. They just said that his hands were small, and so um, "Trump too small" isn't. It, it's a phrase that he came up with. Okay. So well, shouldn't you be able to trademark that? Doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it doesn't really make any sense, you know, but, but you know, they didn't tell him he couldn't make money off the phrase. They just told him he couldn't trademark the phrase. All right. Well, if, my, if, my point is that, that uh, it's his phrase. He came up with it. He wants to trademark it. He should be able to do that. Well, not, not if it's against the law to trademark something that makes money off the name of another living person. Well, that's the problem with the law. Maybe the law is wrong. That's why they're in front well, of the Supreme well, Court. Okay, May, then then argue that the law is wrong. Don't argue that the trademark people made a mistake. If that's the law. Well, if that's their the law, law, yeah. Uh, all right, well, now we're, we're kind of uh, uh, dancing on the head of a pin. I'm, what this guy's arguing is that that law is wrong and that he should be able to do this. And I, I tend to agree with him. I don't, and, and I got to tell you something else. I don't think it would have been a big seller. I think it's stupid. Myself. Well, I don't think so either. I think it's stupid, and and um, you know he'll get more publicity with his lawsuit than he would have ever gotten by selling the T-shirt. But um, because it doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing was all right. stupid. All right, that's all Mike, I got. Thanks, Mike. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Rob, what do you think? Well, I tend to agree with the previous caller. The uh, the guy has a right to freedom of speech on that, but not so not not to uh, the freedom of speech doesn't extend to exclusive monetizing of that phrase. If he creates the phrase, shouldn't he be able to protect it? I mean, I think I'm thinking back to the Washington Redskins. Uh, for years, they were able to protect that that name. It was trademarked. It was uh, you couldn't right. use it. By the same token, right. but the Washington Redskins is a fictitious entity. It's not a person. 
Well, it's not a person, I know, but it's still, that's the point of, of, of wanting a trademark. And I think saying that you can't uh, do it because it's uh, somebody's name is involved, it, it, it infringes on freedom of speech. And, you know, is it, is it against freedom of speech for the, the guy that's a, a serial killer, gets convicted to uh, life without parole, and then uh, makes millions of dollars off of uh, selling his uh, movie and book rights? Yeah, uh, he's in prison. He gives up rights. Trump's yeah, not in prison. Neither is the guy with the T-shirt. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, but, but if I wear my hat right, nobody will notice. Rob, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Rick in Hallsville, what do you think? Well, Rob almost got it correct, but you're all wrong. It's uh -oh. Trump just right. It's Trump's Trump. not too small. Trump just right. Trump's it's, just right. That's not what the... I know, you're all wrong. So oh, I see, I see, I see. All right, Rick, thank you. A Trump supporter to the end. Uh, all right, 874-9390, 800-529-5572. There are several cases that uh, they're going to hear in this um, next session, uh, including one on the Second Amendment. We talked about it on the gun show. Uh, another one dealing with... Uh, and, and we kind of touched on this one, I think, yesterday, uh, where the government seizes somebody's uh, property and they can't get it back. It's asset forfeiture. But this one is about a couple of women whose cars were taken. They, they loaned their car to somebody who got stopped and had drugs on them, and they lost their car. Um, and they're saying, no, they, you know, this, this shouldn't have happened. Um, and, and it, it's affected that one of them lost their job, um, and, and it's asset forfeiture. I, I, I really hate asset forfeiture. Uh, and also, uh, the social media and the first amendment, uh, that comes out of Missouri. Uh, those are all cases that are going before the Supreme Court this session and a couple of more. Uh, but, uh, a couple of those are very important. One of them, the free speech, the other one, the gun, uh, deal. 874-9390-800-529-5572. We've got uh, an interesting photograph. I, don't, I didn't show this to you, Brian, before the show. You, I don't know if you saw it or not. But there is a NASA photograph. It's an X-ray telescope. And when you look at it, it looks like a hand. I did see that. In yes. outer space. Is yep. that neat? That is. You don't think that was manipulated in any way? Oh, I think NASA would, uh, at least I would hope, would be above that. Yeah. Uh, new composite image showing pulsar wind nebula uh, resembling a human hand. And if you look at it, it looks like you can see the bones of a hand. Um, almost like you're looking at a hand through an x-ray reaching out into outer space. If you're a, a you know if you're a real religious person, you'd swear that was the hand of God. I mean, doesn't it kind of give you that eerie yes, look? Yes, it does. Like a hand of God. All right, we got so much more ground to cover, and we'll do that in the next few minutes on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. This is the Gary Nolan Show. 11.35. I don't know what I'm thinking here. I should have 
it's just frustrating. Price sent me a message on this guy with the T-shirt. He said he can still print them. You can still sell them. He just can't trademark them uh, and keep others from selling them. So he still has his freedom of speech, which is right. He does. He still has freedom of speech. So that argument won't hold up. Uh, but the trademark uh, argument that uh, it's somebody's name, so we can't do it, I'm not sure that that, um, that, that should stand. I'm still not in favor of that. But, yeah, the freedom of speech is not affected by this. My mistake. Kel faux pas. Uh, 11.36, uh, well, let's talk a little bit about guns, because uh, since this latest shooting in May uh, occurred, everybody wants on the left to ban guns. So we've got a couple of uh, stories here. I want to start with uh, a gun expert. Uh, Brian, I want to go to um, someone who is uh, renowned for their knowledge of firearms. Absolutely. That's what we provide here. Okay. We go to the top. Right to the expert. Uh, this is talking about AR-15s, which were originally sold as hunting rifles uh -huh. back in the 1950s, I believe. Um, but a you want to get it from the horse's mouth? Yeah, boy, that's so accurate. <laughs> <laughs> but also, if you shoot with an AR-15, let's say you shoot it's it here, you, you can't can eat it right. because you basically demolish. In addition the to that, huh? I I think, wow, I, I didn't know that. No, I didn't either. I, I got an AR-15. Uh, and you've never been deer hunting, and it's a good thing because you wouldn't have had anything to bring back. Yeah, it would have been just riddled with holes. Yeah. That one uh, that one, uh, uh, one, one shot would have done yeah, it. Yeah. Uh -huh. Wouldn't it have blown out the deer's lungs? Yeah. It, no, that's 9 millimeter. Oh, that's a 9 millimeter. Yeah. I'm sorry. That was the <laughs> other gun expert. Yes. Yes. They have so many experts. Yes. Uh, so, Joy Behar, the latest expert, believes that if you shoot a deer with an AR-15, you'll just riddle it. It'll, it'll be just, it'll look like a sieve. It'll and be you useless. you can't eat it. You can't eat it's it. It's like ground left. beef, right? Yeah. God, why do these, <laughs> how do these people do this? They're not, she doesn't know anything about guns. It's a comedy show now. God. Um. Then, then we have uh, another, and, and I've seen others get caught in this. Somebody will want to ban assault rifles. And when you ask them to define assault rifles, they're unable to do this. And the latest victim of this stupidity is the director of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, Steve Dettelbach. He wants Congress to pass an assault weapons ban. But when asked to, to define an assault weapon, uh, he apparently was at a loss for words. I think it would be helpful, he said, if we had universal background checks in this country. I think that's something that makes some sense. He added that he supports a ban on assault weapons. The president has also said, and I agree, that we should consider and reinstate a ban on certain types of assault weapons. I'm not trying to be cute when I say this. It's emphatically the job of the United States Congress to write a definition of assault weapons. So he doesn't have a definition yet? He just knows that he wants to ban them. Yes. If it's an assault weapon. Yes. And Congress should define it. He's, he's the head of the ATF, <laughs> but he can't define it. But, I mean, technically speaking, if you use any weapon, 
in a violent act, doesn't it become an assault weapon? Anything. I don't care yeah, if you're talking anything. about a, a sewing machine. Pen. Yeah. It's an assault sewing machine. Yeah, if you drop it on someone's head, you've assaulted them with a yes. sewing machine. Uh, so he refuses to define the term. But he wants to ban them. I've, I've hosted a syndicated uh, a gun show, a local gun show, for 10 years. I deal with guys in the industry, the trainers, I deal with the retailers, I deal with attorneys that, that are specifically uh, uh, proponents of the Second Amendment. None of them could define an assault weapon that would that would uh, that would fit because I don't care how you, you, you an assault weapon I mean it's just silly it's a it's a semi-automatic rifle semi-automatic weapons have been around forever so if you're an anti-gun listener let me explain to you. There are revolvers, there are semi-automatic, and there are automatic weapons. They're all just a chunk of plastic or steel, and they, they don't do anything. It's the hands that carry them that make the difference. But if you have a revolver, you squeeze the trigger once, a round goes. You release and squeeze again, another round goes. You do that until you run out of rounds. Great. If you get a 1911 based on the year that it was uh, introduced, this is a gun that is over 100 years old and is not the first semi-automatic handgun, but it is the one, the enduring one, you squeeze the trigger, a round comes out. You release the trigger and squeeze it again, a round comes out. Just like the revolver. You don't have to wait for the barrel to spin, but you only get one round at a time. Now, if you're talking a fully automatic weapon, you hold the trigger, you just squeeze it, and round after round comes out. That's fully automatic. Why, uh, and I'm not even sure why that's barred. I don't know why that's illegal. They're held to shoot, and you burn through ammunition so fast, uh, it's hard to keep them on target. Even in the military, I think they use like three, they'll it'll blip three and stop, blip three and stop. But anti-gun people think somehow, I guess, that you're going to empty the entire machine gun into, uh, into somebody or, or into a crowd. But it doesn't matter. An assault rifle, as the implication being made by these anti-gunners, is no different than a 1911 in function. You squeeze the trigger once, you get a round. Just like a revolver, you just get one round per squeeze. The only reason that people want to ban AR-15s on the left is because they're an efficient weapon. And that is what the Founding Fathers 
wanted us to have. They wanted us to have efficient weapons. The founding fathers would be in favor of us having fully automatic weapons. How do I know this? Because they wanted the government to be afraid of us. Because they wanted the people, the militia, to protect themselves from a tyrannical government. And the only way they could do that would be to be as well armed as the government is. It was designed so that politicians would think twice before taking away your freedom. That's why they gave us the Second Amendment. That's what the whole thing is about. So, no, we don't need an assault weapon ban. No, there's no difference between an assault rifle and a gazillion other rifles. There's no difference between an AR-15, an AK-47, and a dozen other rifles. Except that an AR-15 can demolish an animal. Yeah, I, that, I, you know. I was not aware that they yeah. did such damage to deer. I, I, I feel sorry for Bambi. <laughs> but there is no difference. It's just the way it looks. And you're never going to successfully... They tried to do this in Canada. They tried to ban AR-15s, and they were supposed to turn them in. I think they got like, I don't know, in the entire uh, of Canada, something like uh, 100 uh, AR-15s got turned in. Nobody is, nobody's turning them in, and nobody will hear. And you don't want the government to have to go knock on somebody's door and say, hey, give me your firearms. Nobody in law enforcement wants that job, I promise you. Back to wrap it up on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It is uh, 11.49. Glad to have you with us. Ten minutes to noon. Glenn Beck coming up. Sean Hannity after that. Uh, then uh, Dr. Randy Tobler. He is uh, going to be on for your ride home. Can't go wrong with any of that, I assure you. But uh, before I get too far off the gun thing, there's one more thing I want to cover. Uh, and then I'm going to talk about the Treasury because <laughs> this debt is causing them to do uh, backflips here. Uh, yesterday, the FBI testified on Capitol Hill about the threat to our Jewish friends. Terrorist threats against the United States reached a whole other level, a whole other level, according to uh, Christopher Ray from the FBI. And that's after the Hamas attack in Israel. He said the level of threats has heightened since President Biden took office, though U.S. law enforcement is better prepared to deal with them. You do not want to wait for law enforcement. God bless them. They are terrific people. They will put their lives on the line for you if they're there when you need them. But they can't be every place at once. So if you are Jewish, and even if you're not, frankly... My admonition right after this event happened was to arm up. Go take a class. Go get a firearm. Go practice. You don't know where they're going to show up. People are streaming across the border. We've got no idea who's coming into the country. We do know that we're getting some Arabs from 
uh, uh, the Middle East coming across the border. We've got millions of gotaways. Those are people we don't even know who they are. They just, they got away. They came in and they got away. So you know the bad guys are here. Learn to protect yourself. The police can't be everywhere at once. And I'm telling you what 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 I said and what the FBI director has just uh, indicated is that we are under threat. You walk into a shopping mall or uh, a religious institution, uh, it could be anywhere. And if you don't have a firearm... You have absolutely no way to defend yourself. But imagine what would happen. Just, I want you to think about the Columbia Mall. Just as an, and I, and I sincerely hope uh, and pray that nothing happens. Or if it's a public school. And one of these nut jobs wanting to make a statement, a pro-Palestine, anti-Israeli statement walks in and starts firing. It can happen anywhere in the country. We're not safe because, you know, don't think you're safe because you're, you're not living in St. Louis or in New York or Washington, D.C. These bad guys can spring up anywhere. And that's the problem with these gun control advocates. They don't get it. They don't get it. That, that last mass shooting, the bowling alley, was a gun-free zone. That's where they go. Stay out of gun-free zones. If you've got a permit to carry and you carry in one of them, if they don't catch you, fine. If they do, leave when they ask you to. Don't resist. Otherwise, you're trespassing and then you're in trouble. But protect yourself. Terrorist threats have reached a whole other level. Should concern all of us. Uh, the uh, the debt. The Treasury plans to step up size the size of bond sales to manage growing debt load and higher rates. That's the story at CNBC. They announced plans to accelerate the size of their auctions as it looks to handle its heavy debt load with the financing costs rising. This is a sign that even the feds know they're in trouble. In a development getting close attention on Wall Street, the department detailed its refunding plans for future debt sales. The announcement comes with Treasury yields around their highest levels since 2007 a reflection of financial markets spooked over how much damage high borrowing costs could extract. You want me to sink my money into a treasury for several years? You better be offering me a lot of money. Because I'm not convinced that the treasury or that the government is is going to have... Um, the money to pay me back. That's the problem. I keep telling you, this debt is killing us. 
and they're not doing anything about it. They're just looking to spend more. That's that whole, you know, do we want to send money to Israel or do we want to pay the IRS? No, not, not to either one. Because we simply can't afford it. Of course, that, that won't make any sense to people in Washington. For some reason, they think it's just a bottomless pit of money. Oh, nothing. They're, they're whistling past the graveyard thinking nothing will ever happen. We've got plenty of money when, in fact, we don't. And, and, and there's nothing. Raising taxes won't do the trick. If they raise the taxes, and that's what the Democrats want to do, they want to extract more money out of, of the general public, out of your hands. If they do that, the economy slows down more. People make less. Fewer people work. And then they have to get the money somewhere else. What are they going to do? Raise the taxes more? Eventually, the system collapses. We're seeing this happen in California and other states. They, they don't have the advantage of just printing more money. But what's happening is they raise their taxes, like the Democrats, you know, good Democrats want to raise taxes on the rich. And the rich crumble under the weight of the taxes. And they leave. And when they leave, somebody has to make up for that loss of revenue. Because they won't stop spending. So they just raise the taxes some more. And it drives out more high-income earners. At the end of the day, California's finances are going to be in the dumpster. And ours will, the country's will, too. Maybe we have the, you know, we can print more cash, but the cash is worth less. And nobody will want those bonds. Nobody will want to risk getting paid back less than they paid in. So they'll have to keep cranking the interest rates. It's a vicious cycle. And the Democrats put us into it in a big way, and the Republicans haven't done diddly squat about stopping it. Somebody has to. Tomorrow's Think Tank Thursday. Look forward to chatting with you and Dave Rowland and Jim Babka and Kevin Jackson on The Gary Nolan Show. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.